Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is 1 Corinthians 1, 1 through 17. Churches have problems. If you don't believe me, you've probably never attended a church. Uh, Churches can have problems of many varieties, and this is nothing new. This goes all the way back to the beginning of local churches uh, that we see in the early New Testament era. And perhaps nowhere is this better seen than in the letters to the Corinthians. And today we're starting 1 Corinthians. Now, Romans was a letter written from Paul to the church in Rome, which clearly, as we read it, he had not been there. He was hoping to go there, and we know from the book of Acts, he eventually does go there as a prisoner. Now, the church in Corinth, this was a city in ancient Greece, a very worldly city known even for sexual immorality. Um, This was a church that Paul had helped to begin, and he's likely writing this letter from the city of Ephesus uh, on his third missionary journey, and he started the church in in Corinth on his second missionary journey. So this letter, Paul is writing to a church that he helped to start. So he's writing to people that he knows. Now we'll see Paul write uh, letters of both kinds as we continue to go through the New Testament, letters to churches he's served and letters to churches that he has not. Uh, But with Corinth, another thing that's interesting, if you look at Paul's letters, some of them are more encouraging. I think especially of first and second Thessalonians, he's encouraging this church. Some of the letters really focus more on some doctrinal issues. You just think of what we read in Romans, really spending a lot of time talking about justification by faith as opposed to works. What we're going to see in 1 Corinthians is it's a letter of issues. Uh, As you go through the book, it really seems as if Paul had a list or he had received some kind of list of issues within the church, and he is going to go through and answer uh, questions or address different issues that he knows are going on in the church. So 1 Corinthians doesn't, maybe like Romans, have as clear of a doctrinal theme because Paul is going through different issues that we see in the church. And so as we dive into the first 17 verses of this letter today, we're going to notice some encouraging things from Paul's introduction, but then we'll see the introduction of the first issue in the church of Corinth. And one thing we'll see is these issues that were happening in the church in Corinth, a lot of these things still go on in churches today. So thank God again for his word that gives us instruction that we need. Now, as I read uh, the introduction here, just Paul's greeting in Corinth, I was very encouraged. You see uh, some of uh, just Paul's standard Introduction here, Paul called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus and our brother Sosthenes. We don't don't know as much about Sosthenes as we 
do, uh, like when Paul writes a letter with Timothy, for instance, and then he's writing clearly to the church in Corinth, and he describes them as to those sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. And there's a link between that word saints and sanctified, similar idea of being set apart, uh, together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, he, he gives thanks for them, which is again, pretty standard for Paul. And, and there's two words I want you to note in this um, thanksgiving section here in verses four through nine, and they are the words enriched and the word sustain. Let me just read this passage for us. I give thanks to my God always for you because of the grace of God that was given you in Christ Jesus, that in every way you were enriched in him, in all speech and all knowledge, even as the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you are not lacking in any gift as you wait for the revealing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So those things that he communicates to the church in Corinth, I think are two things we can say always. And again, terms that we've used going through um, the New Testament are then, always, now. What was being communicated then? Even right now, it's important for us to understand that Paul is writing to a specific church in Corinth. What was really God communicating through Paul to the church in Corinth? And then we also think, okay, always. Well, what is always true uh, based on this text? Principles for Christian living, things about God that are true, uh, just statements about reality that are true. Uh, let's think about those. And then now, how does this apply now? Well, a lot of what Paul says here is really always true. If you are a Christian, if you belong to the Lord Jesus Christ and you have called upon his name, you are enriched and you will be sustained. Those are good things to think about today, that you are enriched in Christ. You're set apart in him. You have knowledge because of him. You really know the truth and really the truth of the gospel. And you're not lacking in any gift. We'll get into spiritual gifts later in this, right? The spirit has supplied you with what you need to to serve the Lord. You are enriched if you are in Christ and you will be sustained. And Notice who's doing the sustaining. It is the Lord Jesus Christ. And isn't that a great comfort? That as we wait for the revealing of the Lord Jesus Christ, we can trust that he is the one who will sustain us. And that, that's encouragement because we can be tempted to get weary in the Christian life. We can be tempted to get into sin or to give up, but it is Christ who will sustain us and we can rely on him and the faithfulness of God. God is faithful. He's the one that will see us to the end. And I think those are great things when we do realize churches have issues because you're not going to find a perfect church today. And sometimes, especially maybe if you were a little too idealistic and thinking, oh, I'll just find a a perfect church where there's no issues. Well, that's going to be frustrating. And you need to be reminded, well, no, you are enriched and you will be sustained 
Uh, those are great thoughts for us to begin the book of 1 Corinthians. Now we get to the first issue, which is division. And he says that in, in verse 10, I appeal to you, brothers, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same spirit. And if you've been a part of churches for any length of time, you are nodding your head saying, yep, that makes sense. It makes sense that division would be perhaps the first issue even brought up here uh, because it is such a common issue um, in churches. And here it seems that the division is uh, being expressed in quarreling, but it's being expressed almost in factions where people are attaching names to different groups within the church. I follow Paul. I follow Apollos. I follow Cephas or I follow Christ. All right. They're, they're dividing almost based off of who they are following. And you can see this happen today as well. You can see this happen, um, in individual local churches where, hey, I, I like this pastor at the church. No, I follow this pastor at the church or this elder over here. Um, that can be a problem in a local church. It can also be a problem, I'd say, amongst God's people and in, in the more universal church where, oh, I follow this popular teacher or writer or speaker. Well, no, I, I don't like that guy. I follow this guy. And of course, there's so many other ways that we can divide unnecessarily, uh, even secondary or even further down doctrinal issues that can cause quarreling or division within a church. And that's what we are going to see happening in the church in Corinth. So, one thing, as you think about reading this, you should say, well, always there can be division in the church. There can be factions within the church. So now, uh, well, you should be saying, I want to make sure that I'm not doing that. I want to make sure that I'm not being divisive in how I talk about uh, different pastors at my church, different uh, Christian leaders that I like, don't like. I don't want to quarrel about those things. And we see the quarreling about those things needs to be replaced really with a focus on the cross. And we see in verse 17, it says, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom, let the, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. And we'll see a lot in this next section where it's clear he's still talking about divisions, but he's also going to talk a lot about the cross. And so I think we need to see those not as separate issues, but as related. The cure for division will ultimately be the cross and a unity based on the cross and a devotion of everyone to the message of the gospel, which clearly involves as a central part of it, the cross of Jesus Christ. And I think one thing one reason that we'll see why he's emphasizing the cross is the cross is an inherently humbling thing. And divisions are generally inherently prideful. The cross will humble us. And if we are humbled, we will not be as divisive. We will not be so much quarreling within the church. So start by checking your own heart, and then we'll start really transitioning to that. We'll see more really of Christ and the cross in the next couple sections in 1 Corinthians. So be encouraged. God has answers for churches with issues. 
And we could shorten that sentence and simplify it by saying God has answers for churches because every church on some level, and thankfully some to a lesser degree, hopefully a healthy church to a lesser degree, and admittedly, the Corinthians seem to be a very immature church. But nevertheless, we will find it helpful for us. And I'm excited to continue on as we now begin our journey through 1 Corinthians. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.